Tommy, good evening. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. The weekend is here. Closer Coming and closer to Christmas. Today. Yeah. I know, we're about 12 days away from Christmas. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Seems like. Seems like the year's just gone by way too quick. Oh, absolutely. Well, this is episode 48. Let's get the show started, why don't we? Gillity from the champion. Uh-oh! Oh, oh, oh Good evening, everybody. We're back. We're back with another one. We are episode back with 48. One. I know, two more episodes away from 50. Can you believe it's that? Crazy, man. And, and, and just think, uh, we're about another uh, four months away from our one-year anniversary. Man, that's, that's crazy. You know, I've been, was kind of joined here kind of towards the middle of the year and we've just just seen some growth since and it's awesome man glad to be a part of it yeah man it's been a fun ride by the way um our uh twitter account is up to 520 followers Woo! slowly but surely we are growing week by week and we have uh, for those of you guys that are watching and listening we have you guys to think as uh, thank as always for sure couldn't be here without you guys yeah definitely Putting up with me and Wayne talking about wrestling every week. <laughs> so we got a couple things to talk about today. Yeah, the yeah, year is wrapping week. up. The year is wrapping up, and we have some storylines. Uh, we have some things going on in the wrestling business that are, are heating up by the day as we start entering, headed towards 2021. Yeah, it's 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 so weird to think like in years past we'd be around this time of the year and there there really wouldn't be that much going on in the wrestling world. And it just seems like now we have the the weight of the wrestling world is completely shifting. It seems like there's so much going on, there's so many talking points. I mean, you said it, there's storylines that are developing every single day. It's fun, man. It's just fun to be a wrestling fan right now. If the the if AEW keeps up with uh, what's happening now and uh, the the way it, all all signs point towards um, 2001 being an uh, awesome year with everything yeah. that's going on, we see uh, some crossover which we'll talk about in uh, just a little bit. We actually we can talk about that first. Sure. Uh, we saw Start some off with uh, the crossover. Yeah, we saw some crossover too. So that on Impact, Kenny Omega headed. Uh, onto uh impact the funny thing is like you don't see him in the arena in the impact arena that would have been pretty different a nice visual to see him and don Callis in the ring uh so how am i supposed to believe if that they were actually at impact when it was pre-recorded probably in their trailer but anyway i digress during the episode of impact we see kenny and don Callis being interviewed by josh matthews a very, very similar interview uh, that took place the next night on AEW Dynamite. Um, so, Kenny, uh, 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 Tommy, what did you think about uh, Kenny and also uh, uh, also alluding to uh, the fact that there's more stuff to come ahead, more surprises? Uh, so what did, what did you think of the promo on uh, Tuesday and Impact? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. I think the biggest takeaway is it's just cool to see Impact get a lot of viewers. I was watching on Twitch, and I think they were up to, at the time, like 55,000 viewers at one point. I mean, that's great. Just for, just for the wrestling business alone, it's good to see other people get that recognition because we know that Impact does have a good roster. They have a lot of solid workers on their, you know, on their roster, but... I sat there and I kind of had the same thought. I was thinking, okay, well, how do I know that this is actually? I know Impact's pre-recorded for the last few weeks. You know, is there really something to where they're actually actually there, or is it something where they, you know, did this in just a trailer? But again, like you said, I digress. 
But yeah, I mean, it's tough to unpack from the fact that there was so much that he said that was regurgitated the next night on Dynamite. A lot of, oh, there's going to be a balance of power that's shifting. You know, he alluded to the, you know, his trailer kind of being uh, used like the Lex, Lex Express back with Lex Luger back in the 90s. He talked about how he can, he has all this free time and he can go and basically do whatever he wants, kind of alluding to the fact that he can go and challenge for any title that he wants. I know that they announced, or not announced, maybe it was announced, I know that there was a report that said that he was going to be on Impact. I know he's going to be on Impact this week. I know that was announced. Yeah, that came out, yeah. Yeah, but I know that they announced, or there was a report that he was going to be on multiple more episodes in the future of Impact and even like headline pay-per-views for them. I'd be cool with that. You know, if he's going up against Rich Swan, the Impact champion, or maybe if he fights Moose or something like that, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. But yeah, I, I don't know where they're going with this. I think it was definitely a kind of a, a shock value just to say, hey, we got, we have this, you know, relationship with Impact that we can do this. But I think they kind of played the, uh, we know you, we got you. So we're just going to do it again card to where they just regurgitated almost the exact same promo on Wednesday night on Dynamite. But I mean, I guess it worked because, I mean, it got people talking. I mean, I know people were watching Impact and people were watching Dynamite for what was happening. And, you know, we'll see where it goes in the future. I think that there's a lot of interesting ways that they can take this, but I'm intrigued by it. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. I was watching on Twitch. Twitch started off hot. And then I guess the fans realized that Kenny Omega was going to be on camera a little later on. At last. Ugh. So it, so Impact had their way of dragging it out through the night. Um, I, I didn't watch as soon as I realized what Impact was doing and how they were going to lay out the show. Uh, and plus, I was actually working at the time. Uh, but I did watch the uh, first match, Chris Saban opening match, I believe uh, was against, I think his name is Josh Alexander of the North. Yeah, yeah, not the mistaken. North. Yeah, that sounds right. Very was, good opening good. match. Yeah. yeah, Impact did a good job uh, hooking their fans to a pretty good match. Um, there was some bad acting, uh, bad acting job uh, behind uh, back backstage segments. Uh, just awful, I have to yeah. say. I didn't watch any of the matches. I'll probably go back and watch. In fact, I believe Impact has um, a special tomorrow night on Impact Plus on their yeah. app. If you download their app, um, seems to be a pretty decent card. You may get Kenny Omega there. Um, but, that would be uh, shocking if he showed yeah. up. That would be interesting. I feel like um, they're hinting to a, a, a lot of crossover and a working relationship with Impact. I mean, I've even seen rumors of Tony Khan even buying Impact. Yeah. But um, that's I, neither here or there at the moment. I, that, I, that's I, I take that as a grain of salt. Yeah, I, I do. Got to just throw in there. I love the fact that they ran an ad. I don't know if you caught that, but they bought an ad. AEW did during Impact. <laughs> uh, that was perfect. That was just so funny. I don't know if it was just me who thought that was, but as a casual wrestling fan, just seeing him pop up and being like, "Hey, I'm on Impact here, but I am the owner of AEW." I thought it was great. Well, uh, you know what I noticed? I noticed um, so the Kenny Omega segment is the last segment of the night. It comes on about nine fifty. Let's just say. I just got home. I just got home in time from work, and all I noticed was the Twitter, the Twitch viewership starts skyrocketing like skyrocketed from 30 something thousand 20 something thousand all the way to 52,000 uh viewers yeah uh they've also did some good numbers on other platforms such as youtube uh and what have you and um i, I saw the breakdown earlier moving People on talking to about it that, yeah. that's great it's great for them yeah um uh, their uh impact had a good good viewership night for sure um, moving moving towards Wednesday night, uh, we saw that um, AEW did about nine hundred ninety five thousand viewers, almost pulled a one point and uh, going up against NXT, 
that did 659,000 viewers. It's it's time, man. As much as I don't want to admit it, it's it's just time to move to a different night. I mean, AEW has just done so much good stuff. Even if it's not all, like, great. Not everything hits. But they just have so many constant surprises and and interesting matches. It's just, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I don't know if you agree with me, but... I think it's just time for NXT to maybe maybe make a move to Thursday, you know, make make that have, you know, have Monday Night Raw, Thursday on NXT, and then you got Friday, Friday with SmackDown. Yeah, um, I would definitely have NXT probably make the move to Thursday because it could only help NXT at this point. And the, the ratings are, are no indication whether AEW is the better show or NXT is yeah, the better show. NXT is a great show. They're the best brand in WWE. Um, NXT has some of the best talent in the world. I mean, listen, WWE overall has the best talent in the world. They just don't know how to use them, especially Mondays and Friday nights. Exactly. Um, but Wednesday nights, they do a one heck of a job, especially leading into the takeovers. It's, that's where they really, really knock it out of the park. Um but that would be a win-win for both companies uh, for uh, NXT to run on Thursday. They'll draw a higher rating, and AEW will draw a higher rating too as well. Uh, at, at this point, I wonder if um, AEW could compete against Monday Night Raw on a Monday night. I, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they could. It just it just seems like whenever we get the the ratings back and again like you said the ratings do not dictate whether or not which show is better or anything like that we obviously know that NXT is a great show their takeovers especially this past weekend's takeover with war games fantastic one of the best shows i've seen this year but it's it's even when they when they win the the ratings war it's by a very minuscule number and when you look at AEW and they beat NXT, like you said, what was it, six hundred twenty to like nine fifty? Yeah, yeah, nine I mean, nine fifty nine sixty five to six fifty nine or something. They, that I that. mean, they blow them out of the water. It's not even a competition. It's, so it just seems like, and it, and I feel like for me, maybe it's just me. It's only going to keep growing because of AEW having Sting, and even you know, for the casual fan of just stuff on TNT. Shaq's going to get involved at some point. Obviously, they had him on Dynamite. So that brings in your basketball fans. I just I just don't really see a way that NXT can consistently win on Wednesday nights in the ratings. And I just think it would be smarter and just more enjoyable for, for wrestling fans to be able to have something. If you're a connoisseur of all things wrestling, you got a show on Monday. You got Impact on Tuesday. Dynamite on Wednesday, NXT on Thursday, and SmackDown on Friday. I mean, that's a full week for for <laughs> if you're really a full wrestling fan. I mean, that's that's all you could ask for. You don't have to watch competing shows. So, I don't know. That's my take on it. I just think it'd be the smartest move for both companies. Oh, absolutely, man! What a what a world, wrestling world we're living in right now. Yeah. AEW making this is the impact that AEW is making on the wrestling business right now. It's, Impact, it's, just, it's, it's so becoming crazy. more relevant. Exactly. It's, it, exactly. It's the fact that now, even with the announcement that Kenny is going to be on this show on Tuesday, they may not get the same amount of viewers as they got this past week, but I'm sure they'll still get a lot of viewers for Tuesday's show, just because people just want to see what happens. I mean, it's, it's cool to see two companies you know, work together. Two big companies work together, and you know, have a champion from one show appear on the other show. It's just, it's just cool. Yeah, it, it's something that hasn't been done. I don't even count the Raw SmackDown uh, brand split stuff. Though. Yeah, uh, but it's technically something that hasn't been done since 1992, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when Flair came over to uh, WWF at the time and confronted uh, Hogan. Yeah. Um, with the WCW belt. Actually, I believe that was more like um, nine, late 91. Late yeah. 91, yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, in a, in a smaller scale, obviously Flair is huge, but when Alundra Blaze took the women's championship on Nitro, dropped yes. the belt in the trash on, yes. on TV, I mean, that's yep. huge. It's a huge moment in the history of professional wrestling. 
and it's from another company. Not that Kenny's ever going to do that, because he's, he's just not, but, I mean, wouldn't it be so cool if we saw him take the Impact title, or somebody take from Impact, beat him for the AEW title? I mean, it's there's so many possibilities here, and that's what makes it so enjoyable, is because we honestly, for the first time in what seems like forever, we do not know what's going to happen in wrestling. And that's just, it's just enjoyable, man. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, 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 it's we have AEW working with Impact now. We have AEW working with NWA now. It opens up the world of possibilities. Yeah, I'm wondering if we see Nick Aldis come on over to AEW or uh, Impact, and maybe Impact and NWA do some stuff, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Man, what a what a world we're living in in 2020. But um, and not to mention the constant rumor that's constantly talked about with New Japan and AEW yeah. working together. And I think a lot of that's kind of put at the whole, the moment uh, just due to, like, uh, I would say, uh, COVID and the travel bans that have been taking place over the past several months. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if AEW and uh, the owners of New Japan Pro Wrestling are uh, talking right now and um, seeing what kind of deals that they can do as well. Yeah. Not to mention, John Moxley is still the New Japan uh, um, United uh, is that uh, United, United States. States champion. That doesn't yeah, yeah. Sense. I think that I think that's the right way to say it. Something like that. <laughs> oh man, United uh, of something champion. I don't know when we'll see on TV and see him on TV. Maybe he's written off. Maybe he gets a return match in a week or two, uh, or maybe he comes back in a week or two asking for a, a return match. But I don't expect them. Uh, doing uh, too many big things over the next couple months. Until, yeah, especially uh, with the baby. yeah with the baby. I was gonna say with the baby coming. And that, I tell you, those Shield members have been very busy. <laughs> very much so. They've been very busy during the quarantine. <laughs> and, uh, Becky Lynch uh, popping out a baby. Seth, yeah. Seth and Becky Lynch had the baby now, and now uh, uh, Seth and um, I'm sorry, um, Renee Young and John Moxley are expecting. Roman Reigns has got a couple little ones running around. They've been busy guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I, you know just thinking about it you're talking about moxley and i i just sit there and think about just AEW's roster and just how how well AEW has done in making us care about those guys i mean the the roster is is so stacked full of guys who probably wouldn't wouldn't cut it in wwe world but it's just like there's guys that we haven't seen like Brody lee you know like like John Moxley for a few weeks, and even even Pac. Pac's only been out. I think he came out back for that one match, the Death Triangle match. We haven't seen him in a few weeks, and these are guys that are big stars in AEW, like that we care about. It's it's just they just do such a good job of, of handling their stars. It's it's so impressive to me, and I wonder. My only thing is that you brought up the New Japan is if they do a working relationship with New Japan, are some of those guys going to get lost in the shuffle? Is that where we start to see them? doing a second show, you know, on TNT, or maybe making Dark more, you know, substantial in in some way. So, I don't know. I just, when you're talking about Moxley, it made me think about just how well their stars are portrayed on screen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it would it would um, include AEW guys uh, fighting in New Japan, and New Japan fighting AEW, and I'm thinking more uh, something along the lines of like an invasion angle. That would be cool. I well, maybe this time they'd actually handle it right. Hey, listen. Um, how about uh, an invasion angle with the Bullet Club and Jay White yeah, showing I, up I, on AEW? I feel like we're getting some tease towards a Bullet Club with with Kenny. You know, he's definitely buying into that cleaner persona here recently. So I, I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. We, yeah, we saw we saw Kenny come out with the brooms uh, last night in AEW. So let's talk about AEW, why don't we? Um, last night started off really hot, by the way. Yeah. With the Angelico and Jack Evans versus the Young Bucks. What a match that we had there. Angelico, what a great showing. Yeah, yeah. They, they really put it out, you know, for the show. To start off, I mean, it was it was a great, great opener. I mean, you can't say much Angelico about it. Angelico looked so strong in defeat. Young Bucks made him look so strong. Yeah. 
spike uh, spike pile driver on the outside. Um, the young bucks put the spike pile driver onto the outside onto uh, Jack Evans. Uh, leaving Angelico alone, uh, BTE trigger does it. The Young Bucks get the win, but uh, great tag match went solid twenty minutes. But uh, Angelico uh, was probably the the one that stole the show in this match for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. We we've harped enough on the fact that AEW does so well with their tag team division, and this was just another really good example. I mean, we don't see a lot of TH two, but it seems like when they get the chance to shine. They, they run with the ball, and, I mean, they did it here. You said it best, and Helico looked great. Jack Evans was great. The Young Bucks sold really well for them. I think a lot of the spots flowed really well. It seems like this match just never really stopped going. It just, there was always a spot followed by another spot. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match to open up Dynamite. Yeah, uh, and Jack Evans worked uh, very awesome. You know, they, they looked like... Uh, believable contenders uh, for for the future of you know maybe into next year. Um, yep. But and Angelica looks great. Um, great opening match. AEW um, always always traditionally uh, wanting to go with that tag match to open up the show, and it, it never they always never always fails. know how to open up the show with yeah. a good tag match for sure. We had a good showing by. Uh, the debuting Varsity Blondes against the FTR. Yeah, I, I like this team. You know, we saw... I can't remember the last time I saw Griff Garrison. I know he was in a match on Dynamite. It was, I'm pretty sure it was a squash match probably, you know, three or four months ago. Yep, you're right. Um, but he, he looked good. Him and, him and Brian Pillman Jr. really flowed well. I thought they had a good a good matchup. I mean, it's, it's tough to kind of outshine FTR. But, yeah, seeing this match and seeing... What took place after with them, you know, they kind of did the fear the what was I forget what they the revelation that doesn't sound right. They they called it something. They they did it with Tully Blanchard, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it, man. It was a good start. Good to see this new team. I'm hope I'm I know that they announced a seven man tag or a fourteen man tag for next week. Yeah, isn't half uh, one side of the ring gonna be in a, in a circle? It's Inner Circle versus Best Friends, Marcy Blondes, and then two other people. I'm not 100% sure who the other two are, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while we're, while we're talking about this. <clears throat> As uh, some of you guys may or may know, the Varsity Blondes uh, consists of Brian Pillman Jr., uh, son of the late Brian Pillman. Uh, from WCW, who later went to WWE before he passed, and ah. uh, and then I think he said his name is Garrison, young guy, good look, but twenty two years old, kind of young. Yeah, it so is. He, oh, sorry. It's top flight. Brandon Cutler, Varsity Blondes, and Trent and Chuck. All right, so we know in the circles winning that match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure it's inner in, inner circle getting. That. Yeah, it is inner circle. Yeah. But no, definitely. I, I think the Varsity Blondes look good. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I mean, it's tough to make an impact in a 14-man tag match, but it, it, it'll be good for them. They definitely deserve the screen time, and they've, they've done some good work on, on Dark, and now we get to see them on Dynamite. FTR with the big win. I mean, you kind of knew that they were going to win there. Um, they hit the Goodnight Express. Um, so good showing for Varsity Blondes. It's going to be interesting to see them grow. Um, listen, AEW has got some work to do as far as making stars. So hopefully they just don't ride, uh, ride the sting the whole way and, ex- you know, expect to draw. They really need to be making stars yeah. uh, in the meantime. But uh, get into sting. Um, I skipped over just a little bit, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um how awesome is it to see Sting on TNT and in the ring again with Tony Schiavone? First time on TNT since 2001. Yeah, I mean... It feels a little nostalgic to me. And for you, that, I think that's what's, what not only makes our show so, show great is the fact that there's such an age difference between us, but it's just also, there's a wrestling 
difference between us. I mean, I wasn't in. I was only three years old, you know, when two thousand one happened. So I didn't get to get to experience that. I saw that in passing, as you know, as the time went on, I as I became a fan, and it's still just so cool to see Sting, you know, have that moment with Tony Schiavone. You saw him do the, give me one more, hey, it's it's Sting, you know, it's just awesome, man. It, it's so cool. It, it looks like he's having a lot of fun, and I, I'm intrigued by what they're doing with his character. I I really am. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of which, that, that's exactly uh, my next question to you, actually. Uh, what, what do you think is Sting's agenda in AEW? Do you think he's going to be like a, a law enforcer, a role, a commissioner? Do we get some matches out of him? Uh, is he going to be a mentor to, say, Darby Allen? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Uh, where, where, do, where does AEW go from here? It's, and they I, make it sound like he's going to be there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and they keep harping on that, and that's the big thing, is it's not just like that was the only, the first time he said, I'm going to be here for a long time. In the reports that have come out, you know, in the announcement, when they first said he signed to All Elite Wrestling, it's he signed to a multi-year deal, and he's going to be a full-time multi-year deal to where he's going to show up a lot. I, there's so much you can do here. I mean... The fact that he alluded to a future match involvement with Cody, I think is awesome. I don't really know what he's going to do with Darby. I'm sensing a tag team match where Darby kind of takes the brunt of the work and Sting comes in and does your big pop moves, you know, your Stinger Splash and the Scorpion Deathlock. Still, man, it's just cool to see Sting in a ring. It's just so cool knowing what happened in WWE for him, knowing that he wasn't didn't really get exactly what he was looking for it's just cool yeah i I really do but to answer your question i think we're gonna see him wrestle i I really do as much as i don't i'm not 100 percent sure about that the fact if if he should be wrestling i i think it is i think he knows his limitations in the ring and i think they're gonna put him with people that they know can protect him we're gonna see some good some stinger in the ring and I'm, i'm all here for it Absolutely, it's going to be interesting, man. Twenty twenty, what a world of wrestling that we're in. Yeah, right that's for sure. Unbelievable. Um, well, in a circle, seemingly uh, <laughs> patching stuff up, uh, patching their differences. We see uh, Sammy Guevara shake hands with uh, MJF, um, but uh, points out that one more incident and he's out. Uh, but it seems like. We're going to get a cohesive group for now. It seems like this is going to be a long burn of a storyline. It's yeah. leaning more towards that. I still think we're going to get a power struggle between MJF and Jericho later on. Um, but, it seems um, like they were hinting yeah. at that, too. So um, so do you think that, that that's where we're heading with um, Inner <clears throat> Circle? Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems like they're hinting at that. You know, even in the promo... We saw MJF trying to, like, speak out and be like, oh, I'm going to beat Orange Cassidy. And Jericho's like, hey, now's not the time, you know. He was kind of undermining Jericho just a ex- little bit. Ex- exactly. So I think I think you're right on that fact is that we're going to see a little bit of a power struggle. I still think that Jericho's going to be the odd man out. I think everybody's going to turn on, on Jericho, which would be cool. I like the interaction between uh, Wardlow and... Uh, Jake Hager, I thought that was kind of funny just because we never really hear Wardlow speak. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I thought it was cool. I'm I'm intrigued. I, I've said that a lot this show, but um, there's there's just so many good things going on in, in AEW that just make me intrigued for the future. Yeah, um, so that's a developing storyline that we're going to have to uh, keep up with for sure. You, you know, that that's going to be another uh, slow burn. Um, but yeah, so Inner Circle basically patching things up, and uh, I, I'd like to see them do some more stuff and more skits uh, with Jericho, MJF, and the rest of the Inner Circle stuff, like traveling to Las Vegas and um, you know doing all that stuff. Kind of build the camaraderie on TV for the next couple months until they decide to go uh, to their next destination, the Angle, which I believe is going to be a power struggle of some sorts. But getting back to Kenny Omega, we see Kenny Omega in the ring last night with Don Callis, and we pointed out earlier in the beginning of the show, 
very, very uh, similar promo that he did on um, uh, Tuesday night, the night before. Um, basically hinting that there's going to be more surprises. Yeah. So um, I would expect, and we already talked a little bit about it, but I would expect uh, Kenny Omega um, his segments to uh, draw some more uh, fan intrigue and more people are going to be tuning in week by week to see what he's talking about. Yeah, and again, there's just that's that's the thing is is fan intrigue. You have people's attention. Now can you not mess it up? There's there's got to be a payoff to this. There's got to be something that goes on with this storyline that says, okay, it's it's it really is big news that Impact and AEW are working together. So. I'm I'm interested in seeing what that payoff is. I'm sure we won't see it for a while, but hey, if you got my attention, you know I'm I'm all for it. Hey, hey you know what? We we may we may get some Bullet Club uh, former Bullet Club members like the Good Brothers from Impact, yeah, who are currently the tag team champions, um, to maybe uh, partner up with Kenny Omega, have like a. Bullet Club reunion of some sorts, because yeah. God knows everybody else is tied under contract. Yeah, seems like it, man. Yeah, too much of a Bullet Club reunion. You got AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, all in the WWE roster. You got guys tied in New Japan. So everybody's kind of all spread out. Should be very interesting. Um, so basically, uh, AEW's done a pretty good job with uh, implementing that hook in their storylines for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we covered in the circle, Kenny Omega. Uh, but moving on to the main event, we have um, MJF. Oh, actually, we'll, we'll talk about the woman really quick. We had uh, um, a- Abaddon. Uh, Abaddon, Abaddon. Uh, Let let me tell you, when you look at her, make sure you look at her in an empty stomach before you watch. (laughs) Oh, gross. Gross. (laughs) But you know what? That's the beauty of her character. Yeah. That's the beauty of that. that, That's that's the whole point of her character. You're supposed to be turned off by her. And and that shot to the head with Sheet on the kendo stick. I know. Yes, exactly. What a no-sell. I, I wonder if she is she going to like be... She like Undertaker. Yeah, I, and that's the thing, is I wonder if she's going to be that person who finally takes the title off of Sheeta. You know, they build her up as that monster. I don't know if it's the right choice, but, I mean, somebody's got to do it, and it's just there really doesn't seem like there's anybody on the, on the roster right now. I mean... Yeah, I, no, you're right. The only, the I, I only reason I say it, it could be somebody that's not on the roster. That's true. That's very true. The only reason I say that is because of that interaction. Because she got involved, it's there's got to be something with that. They 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 wouldn't just do that just just for like, you know shits and giggles. <laughs> you know they they have it for a reason. So I, I'm intrigued by what they're what they're doing with that. But yeah, I, I Abaddon's look is. Is interesting to say the least. You're right. I mean, you, that's it's a, very unique. That's the best word. That you, can't, you, can, you can't. You can't. You can't watch it on the full stomach. Exactly. <laughs> Hangman Page. It looks like they're cooling down uh, with the Hangman Kenny Omega storyline for a while. You know that they're probably going to revisit later on, maybe a couple months from now. Uh, I think there's more of a story to be told there for sure. Yeah. But. Um, He's going to be teaming with Dark Order next week. Yes, I I just love not John joining, Silver. but he's going to he's going to be yeah yeah uh, just, Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, if again I've I've harped it a few times on this show. If you have not seen Being the Elite, the YouTube series on on YouTube, the YouTube series on YouTube, it's been a long week. You should definitely check it out because it is so funny. John Silver is absolutely hilarious. He's the BTE champion. He's got a belt and everything. Oh, it's great. I highly, highly recommend it. But yeah, I'm excited. I love the Dark Order. I think we even saw the Dark Order try and recruit uh, Dustin Rhodes. And I don't know if you caught this, but they called him Seven, which was the uh, failed WCW gimmick that he had back in the 90s. So it'll be interesting to see if he joins. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was uh, 
Matt, I don't even remember who Dustin fought. Uh, Dustin Rhodes did, had a couple gimmicks in uh, WCW. A couple yeah. failed gimmicks. Yeah. I mean, one, he was originally the natural Dustin Rhodes before he came over to WWE as Goldust in 95. Yeah. And then he goes back to uh, WCW, I would say. Oh, man. Maybe after his 98 run, uh, 98, 99 run. Yeah, that I think he went right. back uh, then. Um, and uh, he uh, did a character called Black Rain. So, yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll have to real. send you a picture of this, or you, you can look it up. It's it's an interesting gimmick. It's a very failed gimmick. <laughs> wow. 99 was when he debuted as 7. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he had a couple quick skit, uh, stints in WCW. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, his 98-99 uh, part of his Gold Dust run in uh, WWF was totally exotic off the wall. Yes, very much so. From what I've seen, at least. Obviously, you'd have more, you know, knowledge on that. But from what I've seen, he's done some... Uh, he's done some he pretty exotic stuff. The artist formerly known as Gold Dust. Yes. He was stealing off of Prince and everything. Yeah. Uh, coming out with, like, a the gag... <laughs> thing on his mouth yeah it's crazy oh, man the attitude era was a weird time <laughs> absolutely that was probably one of gold dust's weirdest times in in wrestling for sure <laughs> but uh yeah so the main event we see mjf uh versus orange cassidy mjf is supported uh to the ring uh, by the inner circle uh we see inner circle helping out mjf everything seems good in the hood um uh, Arch, um, so 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 uh, a, a correction from last week. First of all, I called MJF the Miz a couple times, <laughs> like not once, not twice, but like three times. Because <laughs> if you're looking at them, they look exactly they do well, look the they same. look very similar, same physique, same persona, kind of wearing um, the same outfit. You know, they got the scarves and everything. Yeah, so my bad on that one. We need um, a match between them in the future. Oh my gosh, <laughs> won't even be able to tell who's who. But, uh, we got MJF versus Orange Cassidy. So MJF um, is defending the ring. Okay, so I, I thought it was for a new ring, but apparently he's defending the ring. Uh, yeah. That's what he said on uh, um, on uh, AEW Dynamite. So moving on, um, we see uh, a pretty good match. Orange Cassidy, I felt works pretty good with uh, MJF. What did you think of this match? Yeah, I mean. Try to keep my Orange Cassidy bias out of it because I love Orange Cassidy. I know you do, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I thought it was good. I liked the interaction between uh, the Inner Circle and Orange Cassidy's guys, best friends. I thought the ending was interesting. You know, I think that's kind of the whole talking point that we take away from it. MJF got the win here, thanks to some help from uh, Miro. Miro comes out, and I mean, absolutely wrecks everybody i mean he destroyed you know those security guards or whatever they were it's interesting i'm wondering if they're finally starting to build miro as kind of instead of being like kip sabian's best man and the the gamer guy who wears gucci stuff you know now he's going to come out and actually be that monster that he was in wwe and i'm, I'm all here for it That'd be good. They gotta they gotta keep it consistent though. Yeah. But yeah, we see Miro clothesline Orange Cassidy in the ring behind the rest back, allowing MJF to win. Very, very chaotic segment we see in her circle um uh fighting uh with best friends and uh, there's weapons involved. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, MJF retains his AEW dynamite ring, so he's gonna be uh, parading that around next week, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more dissension because of that uh, in the inner circle. I think we might see some more of the, you know, kind of what we alluded to with the fact that he was kind of undermining Jericho. I think we might see a little bit more of that here with him actively gloating that he is. I mean, when you think about it, really the only one who's won anything significant in in the inner circle in in any recent time. Yeah, uh, I 
Um, it's it's been uh, a little bit of while. It's been since Jericho's had a belt. Uh, yeah. Since anybody had any any title uh, in in that group for sure. Uh, which I think the tide will turn a little bit. Um, going into the new year. Yeah. Uh, for sure, and and thereafter. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the AEW uh, Dynamite review. Um, pretty good show. Um, they definitely um have us wanting more for next week which is really good um you know you got uh the kenny omega situation to look out for what's going to happen with inner circle next uh and uh they have they have us wondering uh what's going to happen with sting that they've been kind of vague on that so far um so a couple couple storylines going into the new year and then um the interest to see what AEW is going to be doing with impact. So there's a couple things going yeah. on to keep a lookout for. Um, yeah. And they got that. Uh, I know they announced the new year's smash. I think is what it's called. That it's a two night event. I think it's, I want to say the 30th and the sixth, if I'm right. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a two night, like kind of like fight for the fallen type event on dynamite. So I'm, I'm interested. I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, I think it was fight for the fallen back in May or June. I really enjoyed that show. It was two weeks on Dynamite, and it was it was really good. There was a lot of good matches, so I'm intrigued to see, you know, what they do with that. If we see a Kenny Omega match, you know, maybe he fights somebody from Impact on that show, or maybe we we get a Sting match, <laughs> Sting tag team match with Darby Allen against uh, Taz Team Taz. I mean, I'd love that. It's very possible, and not to mention with Team Taz, we saw we saw. Um, Lance Archer come out and uh, lay those yeah. guys, try almost laid all those guys out, butchering the blade and uh, what have you. Um, Lance Archer's seemingly uh, like a, at least at the very uh, a, definitely a tweener acting like a face. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there uh, with him for sure. Excuse but that's new news to me. I may have fast forwarded past that part as I didn't catch that. Um. I usually fast forward to the commercial. Sometimes I go a little, a little too far. Yeah. Um, but um, that's gonna be pretty interesting. And as and it's interesting you brought that up because a uh, NXT is also doing uh, something called New Year's Evil. Evil, yeah. Evil, yeah. Um, is that a, is that a two night event or is it just a one night event? It's a one night event, and okay. I could have sworn if I saw it correctly. Um, January 6th. Yes, so that would be the second night, yeah, of uh, the AEW one. Yeah, and I, and I thought that was a pay-per-view, too. I think I got the date right. I'm pretty sure I got the date right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking it right now. Yeah, it's, this, it's the 6th on USA. Okay, so I, I was under the impression at first that it was going to be like another takeover, but uh, so they're going to be building up to that. Yeah. Which leads me to... Um, we got the return of Karrion Cross on NXT. Yes. So thought we we saw we saw the vignette, and that was probably one of the most, really one of the only things to talk about from NXT Takeover. Because yeah. as good as the pay per view was, nothing big happened. Yeah. Uh, other than that announcement. That vignette that obviously we knew with you know with the birds and the dark well, scenery yeah. and the clock that yeah. it was Karrion Cross. I think, I mean, the only other thing that I can think of from the pay-per-view is we got a new North American champion, and we saw... Johnny Gargano. We saw the reveal of Ghostface. Yeah, Austin Theory. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's big, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think everybody who you thought would win went over, but it was a really good pay-per-view. It was really enjoyable. I got to give another quick shout-out, because I just got to Pat McAfee. He looked great. I mean, the dude just, the dude just, just gets it. He just gets the wrestling business, and it's great to see somebody who is actively passionate about what he's doing in the ring. I mean, he's selling his his injuries on his show. He's got a neck brace on. It's just, just cool, that. man. It's just it's yeah. real, you know. And it, it's it's cool that he's enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it watching. Yeah. Um, we didn't. I don't believe. I don't believe we saw him on Wednesday. That no. could be wrong. I don't think we no, saw him yeah. on Wednesday, but uh, we 
did kind of see what appears to be the uh, NXT title picture shaping up a little bit. As you see Finn Balor interrupted by Pete Dunne. Uh, then following that, I believe it was interrupted by Damian Priest. Um, there was one or two other interruptions. Kyle O'Reilly was in there. Kyle O'Reilly, which is awesome. He's, he's getting that main event rub now. Yes. Um, Give me another Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match. Yeah, and, and then we see um, Karrion Cross's uh, valet, uh, Scarlett Bardot. Yeah. Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast favorite. See Scarlett Bardot, uh, basically uh, with her body language hinting that carrying a cross is near. Uh, later on, we see uh, Damian Priest come out in another segment, uh, interrupting Johnny Gargano's segments, um, in which carrying a cross jumps Damian Priest from behind and gives him a nice power bomb. I guess that arm and shoulder is doing pretty good. Yeah. Um. So it, it looks like. Uh, that that the main event title scene is starting to take a, a new shape. Um, where's Thick Boy been? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bronson Reed. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a little while. I wonder, man. I've I heard. I got to get your opinion on it, just because I I've been thinking about it, and I wanted before we get into. I'm sure we're gonna talk about you know we're talking about the NXT title picture. Speaking of former of NXT in kind of tying this into former NXT title holders. Did you see the report about Vince McMahon like throwing a fit over the fact that Keith Lee like wasn't good in the ring and that he sent him and I think I want to say Keith Lee, Otis and a few other guys back to the Performance Center? This is brand new. Yeah. This is brand new information that was just posted online. I did not open it. I saw something like that. I mean, like, come on. Like, I, as much as I love the WWE and I love Vince McMahon, like, I think I think it's time for, <laughs> time for him to give it up, man. Like, he just, just, I just don't think he gets it anymore. I mean, Keith Lee is just so good. I mean, he's just so good. It's just, it's, you mentioned it earlier. It's just, they don't know how to handle their stars. No, you're right. Um, I, I just want to get your opinion on it because I was thinking about it. Uh, Triple H. Um, th- th- listen, the problem is that Vince McMahon has a, a different vision um, on his main roster than what Shawn Michaels and Triple H have on NXT. NXT is clearly the run show. Uh, I, I don't care if your opinion is that this should be on WWE Network or USA. That's 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 minimum. A lot of people didn't like that switchover. But NXT is still their best brand. Uh, ran by Triple H, and you can see the difference of how uh, things change when they go up to the main roster, like a Raw, SmackDown. You can see, excuse me, you can see that they're used differently, more oftentimes buried on the main roster. Uh, NXT works a different style um, than WWE. NXT yeah. works a different style that's more appealing to the um, the marks the 1849 uh, demographic uh, and uh, Vince McMahon's vision is, is a lot different than the main roster and something is not jiving there uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I know Vince was high on Keith Lee uh, at some point. Um, so what the plans are for him going forward, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Vince needs to uh, Vince needs to go. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't look that good. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's time to hand the reins over. Hand the Roman reins over. A, a, a lot of people, um, supposedly, um, again, I don't know how true or valid the source is. I'm not happy with Bruce Pritchard uh, running things backstage. Yeah, but from what I've heard on his podcast, he does not care. <laughs> he he constantly talks about the fact that he just he just does not care what other people outside people think which i think is the right attitude to have but also you need to be looking at the fact that if it's not working man you gotta change something you know if if you've had this level of middling success to where you're yes you're the wwe and you're always going to be up there but you're kind of just spinning your wheels 
something's got to change at some point. Yeah. Because AEW's catching up, man. You're right. I mean, AEW could could almost contend with, with Raw. I'm almost intrigued to see if if they will, if they will do that at some point and make Wednesday night this, you know, have Dynamite move to Monday night and have Wednesday night be whatever this new show is. Yeah, uh, there's been uh, rumors of a new AEW show, supposedly, uh, which is only going to be one hour of a show, but um, AEW still has yet to be any one of Raw or SmackDown's ratings. Yeah. Maybe they've uh, won in certain demographics, but overall ratings, AEW has not beaten uh, a Raw or SmackDown rating yet. Um, of course, they're beating NXT head-to-head. Um, so I'm curious to see what NXT rating... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm curious to see what AEW's rating would be on a consistent basis when NXT goes to a different night, which I think they yeah. should. It'll, it'll benefit them both. I mean, if I'm AEW, um, I would, for now, probably stay in your own lane and keep building on what you're doing. Um, but in the end, regardless of what night you're on, regardless of who you're running against, the numbers be for itself, for sure. Yeah. So, Tommy, anything else that we need to cover before we uh, go off the air? Um. You know, I, I wanted to get back. I know we kind of went on a tangent right there, talking about some def- some different stuff. But yeah, that NXT title picture. Speaking of uh, New Year's Evil, I'm interested. I wonder if they're going to do a, a big match. You know, with maybe do like a six pack challenge. I don't know if we'll see. You know, those guys because in in that point when you're going up against a two night show, what with what AEW's doing, you got to have something. I mean, you got to have something that's going to get people to watch your show. So. I imagine there'll be a big match. Maybe we get, you know, if they just want to play it safe, we could get another really good match out of Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. But yeah, I'm intrigued. I think there's a lot of good players in that in that NXT title picture. And Karrion Cross being back just makes it that much better. He definitely uh, kind of got robbed of his his uh, title shot, not title shot, his title run. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I I thought they did such a good job building up carrying across last year. Yeah, and for that to be taken away by injury, that, yeah, it's it tough. A little disheartening for me. I kind of liked carrying across. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I kind of want to see you know a match that they could do if they want to hold off on carrying cross, challenging at at this uh, you know at this special event or at the next takeover. I'd love to see carrying cross versus Dexter Loomis. I think that would just be not even the fact that it's a good wrestling match because I'm sure it would be, but not to the level of you know, you're not talking Eddie versus Brock here or something like that. But I just think the character work between those two. I mean, they just both play these completely out there characters. So I I, I would really enjoy that. I really enjoyed Loomis's match against Cameron Grimes, a strap match at Takeover this past weekend. So, yeah, I think that could be a, a really good kind of buffer feud, I guess, to get Cross back in before he gets to, you know, challenge Finn Balor. Because we know that that match is coming at some point. Him versus Finn Balor. And it's going to be a great one. But I, I don't know if you should jump in right from the get-go to that match. No, I think you kind of rebuild up carrying Cross because, you, you know, maybe, maybe not. But there's a possibility he's lost a little steam. Yeah. Um, I think you just got to rebuild them up the same way you were building them and get them ready for um, a title win maybe around the summertime. Yeah. I think we'll be, WrestleMania time might be a little too close. Um, I don't even know what the deal is with WrestleMania at this point. <laughs> no, I don't think they do either. <sighs> I'm honestly not even planning for it. Um, yeah. But um, it could be in Hollywood. It can be at the performance. Well, definitely not. <laughs> it could be in yeah. Tampa. Who knows, man? It's definitely not Hollywood. It's it's pretty much going to be in Tampa, um, where where the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Um, but as far as crowds, um, what we'll to say? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm sure, just just from the fact of what the NFL is doing, and I know even with what college football is doing with the. Uh, the bowl games and stuff. I'm sure there will be some fans in the stands, but it, it still is, isn't going to fully feel like WrestleMania, which no. stinks yeah. because obviously this is these wrestlers' Super Bowl. This is their one night, 
you know, where all the eyes are on them in the wrestling world. I mean, even if you aren't a huge wrestling fan like we are, if yeah. you're um, some, everybody's watching WrestleMania, if you're a wrestling, even a little bit of a wrestling fan, so who knows, but I, I'm sure it'll be a great show, but it's, uh, it's, it's shaping up to be a very interesting one. Uh, that's, I think that's the, the least I can say on it. Yeah. So NXT title picture is um is, is shaping up. It's looking a little fresh with some new guys in there, Kyle Riley, Damian Priest. So um it looks like Damian Priest is gonna uh, move on from the uh North American title picture for now. Um so uh, that's good. I'm excited for Kyle Riley. I'm, uh, I I know he's done a lot of work um singles in uh, ROH, yeah. which I never really got to watch, so this is all kind of new to me, but for the ROH fan, not so much. Um, and Kyle O'Reilly was a former Ring of Honor champion. Um, but again, I didn't watch any of the ROH at that point. So again, this is all fresh to me um, with Kyle O'Reilly. So I'm interested to see what he uh, what he can do. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, couple months to see. Uh, and do we get the Demon back? Did we get the demon for a match? Nobody's beating the demon. That would be an interesting. I know. He's, he's got to come back at some point. Yeah, uh, I I don't know when you bring him back. Maybe you have him go against Carrion Cross, and maybe Carrion Cross beat the demon for the first the first guy. If you really really want to get somebody over. Yeah, that would be good. That would be really good. But that pretty much wraps up our show. We covered pretty much um mostly everything uh the most important stuff that's going on with nxt we've covered uh the more important stuff that's been going on aw this week uh but for those of you guys that are watching deep six pro wrestling podcast subscribe now on youtube um those of you that are watching and about to watch share this with your friends have them subscribe help us out uh subscribe now on youtube uh we are growing. We are over 500 uh, subscribers uh, to our Twitter page. Um, you can get all our news, announcements, our thoughts about events as they're going live. Um, and we're also available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And more. You can also find some of Tommy's work on backsportspage.com. Check out his wrestling articles. Didn't you just... Didn't, I think you just uh, wrote a piece of uh, from Brutus to Barber Beefcake, if I'm not mistaken, I did, yeah, on, on WrestleZone, yeah. which is also called Mandatory.com. Yeah, yeah. But WrestleZone. Uh, yeah. WrestleZone is, uh, I've been following WrestleZone for about, oh, uh, well over five years. Um, yeah. That's where, that's where I um, discovered Wrestle Reaction, which. Yeah. Frank Manzo and JT Kenny and uh, not Kenny uh, Joe Omega were the basically the originators of what we do now. They were the originators going back six, seven, eight years ago of Wrestle Reaction, doing the reaction shows after immediately after Raws and uh, pay per views and what have you. Um, and I believe we are getting Frank on this show soon as a special guest, which would be huge. He's yeah. the easy OG. He's the OG <laughs> of all wrestling live podcasts, plain and simple. So I'm excited for that. Um, so we're going to get him on soon. I'm hoping for episode 50, uh, but we, we, we shall see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're linked up with uh, John Alba and Doug McDonald from the Living the Gimmick podcast, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, Tommy, you're you're in good company on that website, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man, I, I, got, a, I article. got another article. Thank you, I appreciate that. I got another one going up tomorrow about uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, I'm excited, man. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, be sure to post that on the podcast page too. For sure, yeah, for uh, sure. The readers would definitely love to see that. So get 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 you some more hits. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. We'll go we'll get that on the uh, Twitter page too. So you guys gotta check that out. Definitely. But 
Guys, uh, for those of you that have watched or about to watch or listening, thank you so much for your support. Um, well, listen, we're we're three weeks away from the New Year. Can you believe it? Christmas is about another uh, two weeks, man. Two weeks from two today. Weeks. Yeah, uh, we're well over the six month mark with our podcast. Um, we started in April, so that May, June, July, August, September, October, November. We're, we're eight months in. We're eight months. Four more months will be our one year anniversary. Um, hopefully, we'll pull something off for that too as well, uh, as far as the guest goes. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, and episode fifty is just a couple weeks away. Um, so crazy uh, how it falls right on right during Christmas week too. Yeah, might yeah. have to do something. Even might have to do a special uh, watch along or something for it. Maybe give a little hint, hint right there. Wink, wink. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, Tommy, thank you so much for uh, hopping on again, as always. Sure, uh, and, uh, man, we have an exciting time of wrestling yeah. going forward. It, it, the wrestling business is heating up. Uh, we're getting into WrestleMania season now, the Royal Rumble. Yes. Um, so favorite we're time. getting into our favorite time of the year. And, um, AEW is going to have their specials um, at the beginning of the new year. And then uh, a month after that, Revolution. Uh, there's some good stuff happening yeah, yeah. in the next couple just, months. I, I said so, it last week. It's been I'll a pretty it good fall season. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It's, it's just good to be a wrestling fan, man. It's just it's just good to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Well, that basically is a wrap, guys. If those of you to watch and listen, thank you so much once again. And once again, don't forget to help us out, share our show, and uh, we will be back with you next week. Catch you guys later. Woo! Oh, we're still on.